wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Never delegate or abdicate. And when I say the checkbook, some of you don't even have a checkbook. Some of you don't know what a checkbook is and couldn't work one if you had it. What I mean is managing the money. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and the person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about or how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. 
You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is things to never, ever, ever do in business. Yes, I'm going to tell you some things that you should never do, some faux pas you should never commit when you are, when or if you are running a business. So before we get into that, I'm remind all of you, I send out a text message every single morning for free to everyone who's in my text community. Now, what is in this text message? It is a message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. I call it the daily motivation. If you would like to receive this message completely for free, straight from me, all you got to do is text me at this number, 305-384-6894. And every morning when I send out the daily motivation, because you are in my text community, you shall receive this message. Secondly, Work On Your Game University is the place where you take the next step. Working with me, you get access to all of my courses like Bulletproof Mindset, Work On Your Game System, Next Mission Course, the Business Builder Course, ASAP Confidence, People Skills, Content Machine, all my exclusive trainings. I have about 40 of them in the university right now. And anything that I add in the future to the university, you will have lifetime access to all of it. All you got to do is go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, get access to everything right now. Now, let's get into the topic, things that you should never do in business. Now, what I'm going to share with you here today are some universal principles that regardless of what area of business you are in, you should never make these mistakes. So check yourself against what I'm going to share here today and make any necessary adjustments immediately. If you are already committing one of these mistakes, immediately stop. I mean, this is like a five alarm fire emergency that you need to stop making this mistake. If I know anything that you are already doing, stop doing it right now. And I'm going to tell you why you should stop doing it. Point number one. Topic once again is things that you should never ever do in business. Number one, this is the most important one. Never ever delegate or abdicate the handling of your checkbook. Never delegate or abdicate. And when I say the checkbook, some of you don't even have a checkbook. Some of you don't know what a checkbook is and couldn't work one if you had it. What I mean is managing of the money. Okay. The management of the money should always, always, always be your job. I don't care how many other jobs you have in your business. I don't care if you're the only person in your business. I don't care if it's two of you, 10 of you, or a thousand of you. Never, ever abdicate the handling of the money. This does not mean, let me be clear here. I'm not saying that you cannot have a bookkeeper. I'm not saying that you cannot have an accountant. I'm not saying that you can't have a, you know, whoever's in charge, a CFO, chief financial officer. You can have all of those people. The point is, anything that involves money coming in and money going out needs to come past your desk. Everybody catch what I just said. Any money coming in and any money going out, you need to know about it. You need to see it. You need to sign off on it. No money should be going out of your business outside of your knowledge. You should know about every dollar that's going out. Any check that's being written, you need to know about it. You should be signing it. Any checks that are coming in, you should know about it and you should be signing them. Always watch the money. Okay. Why are you in business? You're in business to make money. All right. Whatever you're doing, if you don't want to do it as a business, you could do it for free. All right. Just close your business up and just do it for free. You don't have to have a business. But if you're in business, meaning there's money being exchanged, you need to be watching the money. I talked about this in the episode on money increasing principles, and I'll give you the number of that episode in a second. That was episode number 2320, 2320, money increasing principles. And right after that was episode 2321, which is about healthy money 
mindsets. So if you want to hear me talk about those things, listen to those two episodes. And I have plenty more. If you just go to work on your game anything that you want to get better at in life, you need to pay more attention to it. Anything you want to be better at what you pay attention to, you get more of in life. What you ignore, you get less of. If you would like to have and keep more money, then the first thing you need to do is watch the money more than you're watching it right now. Now, this does not mean just because you start watching the money. Let's say you have $10 to your name and you start paying more attention to the money. It doesn't mean you're going to wake up tomorrow with 100 and next day with 1,000, next day with a million. But as you start to build the muscle, you build the habit of watching the money. As you do get more money, you'll get better at paying attention to it. You'll get better at generating it. You'll get better at keeping it. You'll get better at investing it and multiplying it. But you need to build the muscle of paying attention to it, even if you don't have much of it right now. Anyone who tells you anything about investing or anything about growing your money will tell you what I just told you. They'll maybe language it a different way, but they all say the same things. Say, if you can't be disciplined when it comes to you know, what you're putting aside for your future, or for your savings or for your investments, you can't be disciplined when you have $100 to your name. You're not going to be disciplined when you have $100,000 to your name. So the point is you want to build the muscle to do this, even if you don't have a lot of money right now. And if you do have a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, you absolutely need to be doing this. Hopefully doing this is how you got to having a lot of money. But if you didn't, weren't doing this, you need to start doing it immediately. Never, ever delegate the handling of the checkbook. Okay. This has been the downfall of many people. And I'll get to that in a second and while we're still on this first point. Never abdicate the handling of the money because the handling of the money is the business, folks. All right. You don't delegate the handling of the money in business. This is the business. All right, there's no money being handled. Then there's no business. Is everybody following me? So if you fire yourself or win, let's say you're trying to build a team and you want to remove yourself from the operations of your business as much as possible. All right. Great. If and when you fire yourself from every single job that is being done in your business, let this, the handling of the money, be the one job that you keep. If you keep only one job in your business and you fire yourself from every other job, keep this one, watching the money. Never allow anyone else to be in control of what happens with your money. Every check that comes out of your bank account, you need to sign it. Every check that goes into your account, you need to sign it. Everything needs to pass through your hands and past your eyes before anything happens with that money. If you have ever heard the stories, and I'm sure all of you have heard the story of an athlete, an entrepreneur, or an entertainer going broke. Usually it's athletes and entertainers that happens to more often than entrepreneurs simply because entrepreneurs are usually paying attention to the money all the time. I mean, they, that's what they do. They're literally selling for a living. But athletes and entertainers, what they're doing for a living is playing their sport or making their music or doing their TV show or whatever. They don't need to be watching the money to be doing their job. Whereas an entrepreneur, kind of your job is generating the money. So you, at least you have some idea what's happening with the money, even if you aren't watching the checkbook. So this doesn't happen to entrepreneurs as often as it happens to athletes and entertainers. But you heard stories of these people going broke, right? They made so much money in their career. They did this many movies and TV shows, and they saw this much money come through their accounts, yet they ended up broke. What's the main reason why this happens? It's not because the athlete or entertainer is stupid. It's not because they don't know how to count. It's because they stopped counting and they abdicated that job to someone other than themselves. This is what happens when athletes, and there are many athletes, some of whom you all know about, some of whom you don't know about, but they, many of them have been honest with their stories, that they abdicated the handling of the money. So this is like the athlete who has an accountant, and what they do, they sign over what they call power of attorney. Power of attorney is, and simply put, is you allowing another person to sign your checks on your behalf. So that means when you get paid and a check comes in in your name, Somebody else can sign that check without you ever seeing it or even knowing about it if you don't remember that the check was coming and then they can put it wherever it needs to go and you don't have to do anything. So this seems 
very convenient. And this is what a lot of athletes and entertainers get sold on. Hey, it's very convenient. Just let me sign off on your checks. Sign over this power of attorney. Anytime money comes in in your name, you don't have to worry about what happens to it. I'll take care of it. Just trust me, Mr. Accountant, Mr. Manager, Mr. No financial Advisor, whatever it happens to be. And listen, I got some financial advisor friends and clients. So I'm not knocking financial advisors out there, but you all know this happens. All right. And because the athlete and entertainer is lazy and they don't want to pay attention to the money, they'd rather just focus on their art of playing their sport or doing their TV shows and movies. They sign off on this. And then that accountant or manager or whoever, either that person is unscrupulous and is on purpose stealing from them, or that person is incompetent and they put that person's money, the athletes or entertainers money into investments that simply don't work out. And they end up losing a whole bunch of their money. And not because the person who got signed off the power of attorney, the account, not because the accountant was trying to make them go broke because the accountant just wasn't good at what they were doing. So they end up going broke anyway. And now everybody's effed over because of this. There was an athlete, there's several athletes. So Charles Barkley is an athlete who he mentioned this back in the 90s. He had, and I believe it was his agent who was, he also signed off. I believe Charles said this in one of his first books that he signed off the power of attorney to this guy. This guy was managing Charles's money. And I don't know if he said he signed off power of attorney, but basically he let this guy manage his money and put it into investments and things like that. And the guy screwed up the investments and Charles lost a whole bunch of his money. That's basically the long and short of it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was the leading scorer in the history of the NBA until recently, he was surpassed by LeBron James. Many people believe that one of the reasons that Kareem, because he played in the NBA for like 20 years, I think it was 20-ish years he played in the NBA. And of course, he set the record for the most points ever scored. The reason that he played many of his, several of his last few seasons in the league, like the last four or five years in the league, the reason that Kareem played, many people believe, I don't know if Kareem ever said this himself, but many people believe it, is because this is something that we know to be true. He had an agent or accountant or someone who was managing his money who basically fucked up the money and lost a whole bunch of Kareem's money. So Kareem didn't have that much money when he was set to retire. So he played his last few years in the NBA just so he could give himself a nest egg for his retirement because he lost a bunch of the money he had earned through his playing years because someone that he trusted with the money screwed it up. So this happens to people all the time. This happens to you all probably a more contemporary story is, you know, LeVar Ball. I did an episode talking about LeVar Ball way back. What year? When was that? That was episode 519 when I said why Big Mouth LeVar Ball is the man, why you need to be paying attention. And what happened with LeVar Ball is he started this brand called the, what was it called? Big Baller brand? Big Baller brand, I believe it was called BBB because he had three sons who he had declared were all going to be in the NBA and two of them are in the NBA right now. And they started this brand where they were selling sneakers and gear and all this stuff because they were very popular at this time. I mean, they're still relatively popular. I mean, his two sons are actually pretty good players, at least the two that are in the NBA. And they were relatively popular. But what happened is they trusted, and this is LeVar too, the father, along with the sons, the father was running the brand. They trusted some other guy to basically run the business operations, i.e. handle the money. And this guy fucked up the money. That's pretty much what happened. He fucked up the money and they lost. It was a couple of million dollars that they had lost in dealing with this guy. And they had to get out of that business deal and they were going through all kind of court situations and things like that, basically because they trusted someone other than themselves to watch the money. So this happens to people all the time. I'm just giving you a couple of stories I can think of off the top of my head, but you got to be watching the money. There's I heard someone tell this story that Donald Trump, when he was in business, the pre-politics Donald Trump, that every single check that came out of his business, every single check that came out of the Trump organization, he signed himself. He knew about every single check. 
every single dollar that was going out. And with the kind of money that he was dealing with, whether he was a billion dollars in debt, which at one point he actually was. I read his book. I remember reading about that. Or when he was up making a whole bunch of money, he was always paying attention to the money. One of the reasons why that, again, this is why many people before he got into politics, many people looked at Trump as a really good example in the, the business space. And he still is. And some people just can't get over their emotions over whatever they feel about him as a po- politician. But business wise, there were many principles that he followed that are actually very useful. I told you some other stories about him at other times. So the whole point is what happens with a lot of people when they are making money, especially when they start making a lot of money, they start believing incorrectly that they're making so much that it doesn't matter. They can just stop paying attention to it. MC Hammer is another person. You remember MC Hammer, the rapper? He had a song called You Can't Touch This that was super popular back in the early 90s. MC Hammer was making a whole lot of money because he was selling a whole lot of records and he wasn't watching his money. He ended up losing like $30 million. How do you lose $30 million? You lose it when you're not paying attention to the money. You allow somebody who is not you to be watching your money, they will end up fucking it up either because they did it on purpose or they just don't know what they're doing. And so that other person who is either inept or maliciously trying to steal from you, either way, you end up in a bad spot. So handling money is always your job. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is things to never do in business. Never, ever invest in things that you do not understand and cannot explain. This is a simple enough concept. Everything I'm telling you here is everything I say on the show is a simple enough concept because I explain it even if you don't understand the first, the initial sentence. One of the ways that people become wealthy, especially when they're publicly noted, one of the ways that they get there is usually through investment. Most people do not become wealthy through their income. They don't become having a lot of money through income. There are only a few people who can make that much money through income. We can say maybe an athlete, definitely, maybe an entertainer. That's pretty much it. Everybody else, if they become wealthy, is usually because of some combination of investments that they have made, whether you know about the investments or not. It's usually not from their income. Their income is the seed money for the investments, but the investments that help the money expand and to grow. And especially people who are publicly noted for having money, usually it's investments. And even people who make a lot of money through their income, they then invest that money and it becomes something bigger. If you look at somebody like Michael Jordan, it's his investment, even though it wasn't a cash investment, but his time and sweat investment into building the Jordan brand is the reason why Michael Jordan has no billions of dollars because the brand of Michael Jordan, that's his investment that he owns that investment. It makes him money. He doesn't own the brand, but his piece of it makes him a ton of money. Or you take somebody like LeBron James, who's made a lot of money in salary, but he has a ton of, if you read about LeBron James' business empire, he has a ton of investments outside of playing basketball that probably make him more money or in the long run will make him more money than playing basketball actually made him. So it's the investments to do this. But just because investments are how people become wealthy, that does not mean you should invest in something just to say that you're an investor. Even if someone else you know is investing in something, you should never invest in anything that you cannot explain to another person in plain English or something that you do not understand and cannot explain to yourself. If you don't understand the investment, you should not be investing in it. So what I use when it comes to this concept is what I call the fifth grader test. You can use this for anything. Investing is just the topic here right now. Could you stand in front of a classroom of fifth graders and explain this thing to the fifth graders without them being confused? If the answer is yes and you want to invest in it, go ahead and invest in it. If the answer is no or you have to think about it, then you shouldn't be investing. If you cannot explain your investment, you shouldn't be making an investment. Now, if somebody you know is investing in something and they understand it, but you don't, then ask them to explain it to you. And if they explain it to you and still don't get it, say say it again, but say it slower and make them keep explaining it until you understand it. And if you cannot get to the point of understanding it, then you should not invest. Do not invest in anything that you don't understand. Uh, This is a simple enough concept that gets violated over and over again. Many of you may have heard the cliche that if you're sitting at the poker table for too long, 
and you don't know who the sucker is at the table, then that means you are the sucker. So just because somebody you know is investing in something, if they get it and you don't, then you might be the sucker whose money is getting taken in the deal because you're the only one who doesn't know what's going on. So can you explain your investment in a way that a fifth grader can understand it? Can you explain it to a 10 year old? If not, then you don't understand it well enough to be putting any money into it. Now, you can pay attention to it. You can read about it, go buy a book about it, go to an event, learn about it. But until you can explain it to somebody else, you shouldn't be doing it. Everybody got that? And if you invest in something, that means you're putting money into it. You invest in something that you can't understand. That means you are abdicating the watching of your money to someone who understands it better than you. All right. This is exactly how people lose their money because you're giving someone money who understands what's going on better than you do, which means you're putting yourself at risk of getting taken advantage of. Even if that person isn't doing it on purpose, they might do it anyway. Just human nature. Usually means when you give money to someone who understands what's going on better than you do, you usually end up losing your money. That's pretty much what ends up happening. This is how life goes, folks. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is things that you should never, ever do in business. Never, ever do a business deal with someone that you do not trust out of greed for your proposed return on investment. Now, the first half of that sentence made, that was pretty cut and dry. Most of you probably already agree with that one, that you wouldn't do business with someone that you don't trust. But see, here's the thing. Sometimes somebody who you don't trust will bring a business deal to you. And because the proposed ROI, in other words, what you could stand to make from doing the deal is so big that you get your eyes become bigger than your stomach. So you start to think so much about what you're going to get out of the deal that you forget about the fact that, wait a minute, I don't actually trust this mofo. I shouldn't do any business with this person, even if it means losing out on a potential $100,000 or a million dollar payday. I'm not going to do business with this person because I simply don't trust them, even if that means losing out on this money. That's a principle. And you should have these principles firmly in place. Business coach once said to me, Dre, anytime you're about to do a business deal with anybody, you should ask them for three references of people that they've done business with in the past who were happy with the business that they did with this individual and they would do it again. And if that person cannot provide three references, do not do business with them. I like that concept. And I'm going to pass that one to you. Anybody you do business with, they can't provide three references of people that they worked with in the past who are happy about it, then you probably shouldn't do business with that person, especially if you're talking to an adult. Now, if you're talking to someone who's 19 and you're about to do business with them, they don't have any references. Okay, maybe that can be an exception. But here's the thing. You shouldn't be making a big investment working with somebody who's 19 because they don't have a track record. You should make a small investment. You do good on that. Then I'll go a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. You keep doing good on the little jobs and eventually I'll give you a big job. Now, you're talking to somebody who's 49. They can't provide three references. That's a red flag, folks. Go to opposite direction. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? Provide references. All right, you want to see my references? Go to alldreallday.com. Yes, I own that website. Alldreallday.com. On that website, you will see references. You'll see hundreds. It might be even thousands of references of people who have worked with me in some way, shape or form and would do it again and are maybe still doing it right now. That's alldreallday.com. You want to see that site, you can see my references. Some of you have ordered things from me. You've gotten a package in the mail where I gave you a book, a physical booklet that has a bunch of references, 100 pages of references of people who have worked with me, are working with me and would do it again. You need to have this. If you're doing business with people and you want to do business deals, you better have some references. This is called in marketing, it's called proof or some of you call it social proof. What's social proof? Social proof is somebody other than that person saying this person is a good person. There's somebody other than Dre saying Dre's a good guy and I would do business with Dre. Social proof. Social proof is a very strong driver of business because it's somebody other than the person saying how great they are. I can tell you how great I am all day, but you take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm talking myself up. But if somebody else says I'm great, that is much more credible than me saying I'm great. 
you need this. You need this proof. Anybody you're going to do a business deal with, if they can't provide you proof that they've worked with somebody else who's happy, then that should be red flags. There should be red flags waving in your mind or alarms going off in your head. Now, again, you might be considering, again, why would you even think about doing business with somebody that you don't trust? Again, this is the thing. Somebody can offer you such a big ROI on doing business with them that you're like, even though I don't trust this person, it's so much money I can make on it. I'm going to put aside the fact that I don't trust them to do the business deal anyway. Don't do this. Those are famous last words of people before they lost their money. I'm going to do business with this person anyway, even though I don't trust them, even though they have no references, even though there's something about them that is off. I'm going to do business with them anyway because of how much money I can make. Many people have gone broke doing that exact thing. This is, again, we call it your eyes being too big for your stomach. This is people being driven by greed. Greed is one of the seven deadly sins. Greed is one of the best ways to lure a sucker. Any of you has ever read a book on, what is this book called? It is called the... Damn, I got to find the name of this book because it's a, a very good book about, let me find the right name so I don't. This book is called, it's called The Confidence Game by Maria Konnikova. If you have not read this book, it's called The Confidence Game, Why We Fall For It Every Time. And The Confidence Game, this is not like confidence like I talk about, like show up, put yourself out there boldly and authentically, not that kind of confidence. This is confidence like a con man, that kind of confidence. That's what a, a con man stands for, a confidence man. So confidence, man, in this sense, in this context means like a scheme. So that's what this book is about. Again, it's called The Confidence Game. The author's name is Maria Konnikova. Look it up. Spell it how it sounds. It'd be easy to find. This book is all about how people get scammed out of their money by con men and con women. And one of the main reasons people get scammed out of their money is because of greed. They are so focused on what they stand to gain, they don't even notice the red flags like this person doesn't have any references, like something about this person that is off. Like, I don't have the right energy about this person, but I'm going to do the deal anyway because I'm going to make so much money. That's how you get scammed out of bread. Everybody got it? So if you read any books about business investing, business relationships, many memoirs written by business people, you're going to see these stories every single time. If I don't completely trust the person, but they bring me a deal that looks like a home run, they can make me a lot of money. I might overlook the fact that I don't trust them because all of you're noticing is $100,000 you might make in six months rather than the fact you don't trust this person. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to just make this $100,000 real quick with this person. Then I'll get away and never deal with them again. The thing is, you never get the $100,000. And then you lose out on your $10,000 that you invested. And that's all they were after in the first place. Again, read books about con men. And there are con men who have written their own books. Yellow Kid, Wheel, Count Victor, Lustig. These people have written their own books about how they con people. So read these books and you'll notice common themes of what they look for is people who are insecure, people who are extremely greedy, people who are in a rush, people who have a sense of urgency about getting a quick return on investment. And all these things are make them easy prey to con men. All right. So make sure you're not one of them. You always get burned by doing this, either by them not coming through or the backlash that comes from whatever you do with that person, even if it ends up, quote unquote, working, because now you're associated with this untrustworthy individual. The businessman once told me, again, anytime you're doing business with a person, get three references. If they can't provide three references, you're talking to the wrong person. Let's recap today's class. It's things to never, ever do in business. Number one, never delegate or abdicate the handling of the checkbook. You should always be watching the money. You are in business because of the money. If you're not watching the money, what are you doing? You're not running a business. You're being an artist. And understand that you don't want to be a starving artist who is not paying attention to the money. Pay attention to the money more than you pay attention to the art because that's the only reason you're doing business. Number two, never invest in things that you do not understand and cannot explain. If you cannot get sit down your 10-year-old child and explain to them exactly what you're doing investment-wise in a way that they can understand it, then you don't understand it. 
And therefore, you shouldn't be doing it. You're going to lose your money to people who know better than you. Number three, never do a deal with someone who you don't trust because of your greed for the proposed or prospective return on investment. Anybody you're going to do business with, they cannot provide you at least three references of people that they've done business with in the past who would do it again. You are talking to a person that you should not do business with. It's going to cost you, even if you end up gaining in the short term, it will cost you more in the long term than you actually gain. Go the opposite direction. All right, peace of mind is worth a good night's sleep. All that said, join Work On Your Game University to get into the business builder courses inside of that course. I give you the mindsets, the structures, and the understandings that you need to have in place when it comes to building your business and not making these mistakes that many people make in business that cost them a lot of money. That's all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. And text me at 305-384-6894 to get my daily motivation and tell me the best insight you got from today's masterclass. This reference the number of the episodes. I know which one you're talking about when you text me. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.